0: Katrina, let's start with history. The 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 concept of All Sport One Day, where did this come from?
1: Well, it came from, I would say, some brilliant minds. Uh, ten years, not ten years in the making, ten years that it's been happening. Uh, to get this city active, to get the youth of the city introduced to new sports, it's pretty intimidating in a city of our size that's considered a sports city. Yeah. Uh, to really know what's out there because there are many sports and events and activities that even those of us who have been involved in sport our whole life, but I don't actually know what they are Mm -hmm. or how to find them. And so this was a way of helping families and helping kids get introduced to something new.
0: It it seems to me that early on the the void would have It must have been a little bit of the selling of it, right? That that would have been the void is getting people involved, getting groups involved is what is it? What are you talking about? Was it a difficult sell early on?
1: Well, I wasn't involved back in the original days. And I think even the fact that uh, even though I was involved in sport, Mm. my kids were at a younger age. And, uh, you know, you look at what you know in a community is really often what your kids are involved in and that's what you understand those are the facilities you understand they're the sports you understand and so for sure it was difficult because uh, you know as a city I think we were still we were busy Mm -hmm. we're still busy Mm -hmm. but I find now that we are even though we're bigger my view, and I've been in this city a long time, I find we're we a tighter-knit community now than we were before. I'm not sure if that's from the up and then the down economy. Right. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the fact that we have more ways to communicate. I don't know what I put it to, but I find that we are tighter-knit, and so I think um, we're able to communicate stuff better, and as an entity of Sport Calgary, right. uh, I think we're... Our name is now known more. We're trusted. And, um, you know, I think the fact that everything we talk about, we make sure and emphasize free, (laughs) it gets people's attention. And that's not a bad thing because it's not that free and then there's um any sort of okay but it's Mm. just it's a free and we rely on our partners and those partners have understood the benefit to them as well and partners being the sport groups and activities and the facilities as well
0: it's biggest strength as i see it and and that's because my youngest has now done it i think three years in a row is the that one-time exposure to something that you know as, as a parent you're kind of reluctant so you want to try what you know <laughs> well i don't know the, mm-hmm. to me this is such a barrier breaker yeah. because of that that ability to t- take two different things on a saturday and go try them and just see
1: Well, and I think it's the fact that it's so Mm non-threatening. There is no, you must then sign up for a certain amount of time. There's also, you you know that the other youth and kids that are going to be in those activities are probably new at it as well. And for kids, especially kids who are... Uh, involved in other sports, that's pretty intimidating mm-hmm. because it's not easy for an athletic kid. And I'm going to think of my son who I put into a couple of things. Yep. Uh, it's not easy for an athletic kid to not be great at something. Um, that's scary and they don't always love that. So if they know that others are new and asking questions, they don't feel intimidated. Um, I've witnessed that at the adult side because mm-hmm. I've done it. And being in sport, people have this assumption that I will be able to try things and be good at it. <laughs> and it's a harsh reality that yeah. I'm not. So right. I know it's the same for kids and this environment is so healthy. It's healthy for them. It's also healthy for the parents to see their kids trying something new. And we often forget and how good it is for the parents and the families to see the facilities that seem like an intimidating large facility that they've never been in and they don't know what's inside, to go inside them or just to be at the facility to see that there is stuff for everybody. Right. Not just for that day, but maybe they'd want to come back and try something else.
0: It seems to me, and I'm, I'm, I really like your impressions on this, that there's almost three very current topics in youth sport that this addresses. And one is, the, and I think it's what this has evolved to, is kind of the globalization of sport. We are no longer bound by our borders to say, well, it's Canada, we only play this. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're talking about bumping up, what, over 70 different sports. Mm-hmm. And, I, and there's a number of these that you would look and you go, well, these aren't traditional. But, <laughs> but again, it comes back to that globalization of sport.
1: Yes, I, I completely agree. They're not quote unquote traditional, but perhaps they actually have higher numbers and more clubs than Mm -hmm. we, than we are aware of. But again, some of the things we might have never heard of. And yet now we're not just talking the six to 12, we're talking teens as well, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, you know, a whole other issue. We're talking girls in sport, we're talking teens in sport and, uh, Activities and events where, again; they might be threatened a little bit, but come and try something new. Um, they're also, if you look at them, they're not distinguishing girls and boys, which is another barrier we've okay. we're not talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, because you know, as we talk about sport and uh, competitive sport, even when we talk about high performance sport. Mm. You know what we' one of the issues that's come up is the gender inclusion, and most sport organizations and Canada games were just working through it. It's a gender inclusion policy. So when you look at these, it's it's often girls and boys, and we're not distinguishing it's right. it's anybody and everybody. Yeah. and so you know we're talking inclusion. We're talking getting healthy. We're talking trying something new. We're talking discovery. So whether it's for the youth, for the teens, for the families, it it's, it's, all, it's all good. It's only good stuff that, we, uh, that we're promoting.
0: It's interesting that you bring the facilities conversation into it as well because as these sports grow, as they get, the need for diverse facilities mm-hmm. is becoming even more apparent. I think of the fact that, well, maybe Australian rules, football doesn't necessarily require a facility. It does require a pitch, and it does require the markings and those types of things. And these are the types of sports that, that young people are now exposed to, again, back to that globalization. I want to touch on one of the other things that I think it does, which is reminds us that there shouldn't be a m- imaginary age barrier to start something. For whatever reason, we have it in our heads that the kids aren't playing by the time they're in grade one, well, they can never start the sport. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that's a fallacy and something people miss out on. For
1: sure. I mean, there's not only that age that if they haven't started, there's also the, well, they have to be at a certain level by a certain age. I completely disagree. Um, I disagree first and foremost because I lived that way of not following necessarily the rules. So even once I had, in speed skating, even once I'd gone to an Olympics, my dream... Probably my dream sport is track and field. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really let go of my dream of how far I could go. And I wanted to see if I could make a Canada Games. So even after, uh, even after I'd gone to an Olympics in speed skating, I started doing track and field in the summers and ended up attending a Canada Games. And people had told me, well, you're in your 20s. You're now doing a second sport at a pretty high performance level. You're going to ruin your speed skating career. Uh, I think it turned out okay. <laughs> because what it is, is I don't think everybody understands that, first of all, physically, mm-hmm. it's great to to change things up. Right. But it's also probably more so the mental side. And for me, it was such a great, even though I was racing 12 months of the year, mm. it was a great change mentally. And so... You know, my daughter took a year off of ring app when she was 11 to 12. And people thought that that was the worst thing she could ever do. Yeah. She came back strong and made double A last year because she tried something new. It was her choice. And it was a perfect example to her, to myself, but to others as well. You know what? There's no right or wrong age. You can try things. You can... Mm-hmm. You can start new things. Um, And this is a perfect opportunity uh, to discover what a new passion might be. And and what better thing than to help your kids discover that? You know, let's not put them into a little box and say, no, you have to be doing this at this age and that's it. No, there's so many new things to try. Why not? And they all, they complement each other. They really
0: do. Well, it's, it's funny because the the term world class has always been attached to your name, and you gave a world class answer because you really kind of also bled over to the third point, which I wanted to make, which is that bane of my existence, early specialization. <laughs> that I, I I just it drives me nuts, and mm-hmm. this is this is the perfect opportunity for that basketball parent, that baseball parent, that hockey parent, to to allow their kid to find a complementary sport that mm-hmm. can. You'd be amazed how playing something else can benefit whatever you're focused on
1: the I mean I talked on the mental side but the physical side I'm 47 years old I'm probably I I mean working being part of the mission team at the recent Pyeongchang games I was the only one in the athlete lounge who hadn't had a surgery or at this point in February of 2018 going through a major injury And I could have been half of those athletes' mother. Mm -hmm. And they looked at me and they said, really, you don't have an injury? I said, no. But I also put that down to the fact that for 20-some years, I did a variety of sports. And you look at these kids who are in physio at 12 and 13, and it hurts me. It hurts me emotionally, and it hurts me physically just to see that because... I think it's the fact that they're doing the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and they're they're still growing their muscles haven't all been used they have their bodies just haven't figured it out so not only the the mental side but the physical side it uh you know the early specialization we are not helping our children um you know I mean people often point to hockey and soccer and say those are the worst ones I think there are there are the very few sports that they will get to that high performance level at an early, early age. Mm-hmm. At gymnastics, yep. for example, yep. um, perhaps the diving. But sometimes they go from gymnastics to diving. But there are very few other sports where they need to specialize that early. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I think often it's the parents that are doing that, not necessarily the kids. And that makes me so
0: sad. So, what advice? um, And and we're we're just getting started here, but on all sport one day for me with my daughter, it's okay. What do you see? Mm -hmm. How do you approach that? Is it you know? Do you kind of gently nudge, or do you (laughs) suggest, or what?
1: Um, A little bit of both. Um, You know, I look at the activities first of all for all sport one day, and I and I sign them up. So I took the initiative and mm-hmm. signed them up in fencing. And they're both excited and a little bit nervous. And we have to look at the schedule because they want to do other activity as well. But I also have to look at what sport they have that day yep. <laughs> that they're registered in yep. and they have a commitment to their team. Um, You know, with my daughter, she's a firstborn female, very insecure, um, very cautious. When she first started in ringette, now I've grown up playing ringette, uh, along with speed skating, I had said to her, what about ringette? No, I I don't know how to do that. And I will say I signed her up. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I left it to her, she wouldn't have done anything that because it was all a little bit intimidating. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just knowing your child. But again, kids are often scared by something they don't know. Yeah. And when we sign them up and we introduce them to something new and I show them videos, look at this is cool. You're gonna learn something new. And it's not it's not gonna hurt you uh for fencing. I mean, wow, the stability side, the control side, the lower body muscular side, I think it I think it's wonderful. So you know, depending on the child Talk about the different activities. Take a chance.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I, my daughter was, uh, was uh, lacrosse a couple of years ago. She tried it, and she liked it so much, we put her in a kind of a winter skills program. She went through it. Not okay, but she tried it, and, mm-hmm. I, and that was good enough for me. And, and now she did a little bit of wrestling in, in school, so she's going to try some taekwondo this year because, Perfect. again, that's the beauty is the, the buffet of available mm-hmm. sports here
1: so many. And I mean, now this year we have not just the six to 12, we have the teens, we have a lot of the sports that are adaptable for Mm -hmm. physical disabilities. And, um, you know, there's just, there's a variety. And the greatest thing is that often it's the parents who see their children doing something that then they spark an interest. Last year, my daughter started playing field hockey. So I joined the women's field hockey. I, I was... One of the very few who had never played in my life. The whistle kept blowing and I had no idea what was happening, but it was great. It was was such a good environment for me to be out of my comfort zone. And you know what? If if kids are willing to do it, we should be willing to do it as well.
0: Which kind of brings us to an interesting crossroads because here we are talking about All Sport One Day, but All Sport One Day has led to All Sport One City. Tell us a little bit Mm -hmm. about that.
1: So we've had it for two years now, All Sport One City, and that's for adults, 18 plus uh, in January. January. So again, it will be in January 2019, and it's not just one day; it's it's a week mm-hmm. long. Um, we have some sessions during the day, a lot in the evenings. Again, we're relying on our partners, the sport, the sport groups, the facilities, and it's very non-threatening for people to try whether it's new classes, new uh, introduce you to what a facility has available, or new sports. You know, I think the fact is is. Uh, We've heard a lot of feedback and yes, we want to try new things, but a lot of the feedback is that adults sort of in that thirties and forties and fifties, they actually want to meet new people because Mm -hmm. we get stuck in our little, you know, we drive thousands of kilometers, we drive our kids, we see the same parents and it's, it's fun being around them. But then when that sport or activity or team is done, we often lose some of our social side and so it's an opportunity to meet new people and that's been one of the big feedback so you know it's it's a chance it you just take a chance you try something new and you meet new people well, and I, I like-minded give,
0: people I give you all the credit in the world because following you on social media it's it's always a joy that week because <laughs> you jump in with with both feet um, you, you've you tried a little bit of everything.
1: I have, yeah. And I've been okay at some and really bad at <laughs> others. And that's okay. Yeah. You know what? I mean, it's not that I necessarily make a fool of myself because yeah. I just I just try it. Why not? And there have been things, uh, horseshoes. I took my mom to. She's very limited mobility. And so they moved where you, where she was going to throw the horseshoe to. They wanted to move it up. And right. she's a stubborn Scotswoman. So she said no. So she didn't quite make the horseshoe pit. That's okay, right? We yeah. would, we tried it at the Horseshoe Club. We loved it. So it was something we could do as uh, my sisters and moms. So there's something for everybody, whether it's for the youth, the teens, or the adults.
0: I know it's only a couple of years, but what have you learned or what have you gleaned from the people that have taken advantage, and, and how has it grown? Um, is it is it know, Does it skew male, female? Does it skew age? Does I it- would
1: say probably more female, okay. because females, I think, are willing to be a little more vulnerable. Um, we sometimes have a hard time reaching that eight, that 20s, mm-hmm. 30s. We've perhaps in the adult side reached more of that 40s and 50s. And, and the feedback of the wanting to meet more like-minded people, I think that surprised me at first, right. and then it made sense, because I would say I'm in that same mindset. Um, but I didn't know that... Maybe even that people would be that honest about it. Um, On the youth side, I think, you know, people had asked for the teens. And now that we have teen activities, uh, they're excited. Mm. But again, um, it's getting the teens excited. So, you know, we're trying to speak a language that everybody across the board will understand. Uh, It will take time. But you know, it's just it's word of mouth. It it's just it's talking about it like we're right. doing. It's just uh, you know, face to face with people. Yes, we can social media everything and, and promote it, but we need to get it to people and say, This is for you, it's free, and there's no there's no catch. This is what we want to give you.
0: I got a bit of a sticky question for you on All oh, Sport boy. One City. No, it when you're talking about the fact that it tends to be more female Mm -hmm. and a little older how Mm -hmm. much of that is because you know for a lot of ladies those opportunities just weren't there Mm -hmm. when they were growing up we know the challenges of Mm -hmm. of keeping young ladies and and female in sport how -hmm. much of this is damn it i just wanted to always try this Mm -hmm. now i can sort of thing is there an element of that
1: i'm sure there's an element of that um I believe so, uh, because as you said, you know, a lot of those sports were not available for females yeah. um, 20 years ago. I think it's also the fact that, uh, you know, often the, the, and and this is a generalization, but women are home with kids more mm-hmm. um, and perhaps have put certain things on hold, um, whether it's sport, whether it's career, whatever it is. And it's an opportunity for them to to often say, this is for me. Which I would say in the past, perhaps fair or not fair, people can disagree if they want. It's been said, well, that's a little bit selfish. And we're finally understanding that if people, and again, for males and females, but maybe females are are taking this on a bit more, you have to do something for yourself in order to be healthy mentally. And we're understanding that the facts are coming out. So maybe, I don't know, let's just say that women are listening more. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, I just, I would like to think that it's inclusion. I would like to think that we've moved to a a far better place Mm -hmm. uh, in inclusion and, and something you've said a couple of times, and and I do want to get back to all sport one day, but just all sport one city for, for a little bit of an older group, this understanding that sport is no longer about just the physical aspect. Mm -hmm. It's holistic. It's the mental, it's the Mm -hmm. break, it's the confidence and all those things Mm -hmm. that go into it. It's never too late. It's never too late.
1: Uh, sport has always been about that, but it's never been talked about. Better, better and, way and, of putting it, yes. And I think we're fine. Finally... Would
0: you understand it because mm-hmm. of your journey, right? Yeah. But for someone who, you know, the competitive days are beyond mm-hmm. them, they may have forgotten or may just not appreciate that. And
1: fact. yet, you know, if I look back, I mean, I didn't enjoy that stress. And it's still something I think that once in a while I deal with. So that mental side, mm-hmm. that, that's a tough thing. So I love, like I play what I call old lady ringette and old lady hockey and just started playing hockey. Yep. So this is new yep. for me. Yep. Um. But I love it because there isn't that stress side. I, I still get a little bit nervous, mm. but the, I know that something so big is not resting on that. And right. to me, that's that, first of all, it's the physical which gives me that... Um, you know, the, just that mental side of afterwards going, ah, good, I exercise and I feel good right and better now. But it's the, let me do something without stress and just fun sure. and, you know, be able to make a mistake and that's okay. So,
0: um. And belonging too. For sure. Right. I mean, I mean it's always fun teams. to be part of something, yeah. right?
1: Oh, I mean, I've done now a tournament in Invermere with my team, my ringette team. We've done a Vegas tournament. How much fun is that <laughs> for a group of women to go away, you know, have a few drinks and be terrible on the ice and not care? Yeah.
0: yeah. It doesn't get any better than <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. That's what
1: that. life has come to. <laughs> so uh,
0: just so we stay focused here All Sport One City is in January yeah, 2019. Right. Yeah. All Sport One Day, it's every year it's in June. Mm hmm. We've talked a bit about, let's talk directly about the partners. How do we mm-hmm. find the partners? How do we recruit the partners? How do we keep the partners that allow so many people to try so many different things?
1: Well, you know, we have built up membership and partners throughout the years. Uh, what we're finding now is uh, they're contacting our office. They're contacting my colleague and saying, hey, can I be a part of this? So, you know, we've had some, some groups added on just recently and so you know add on more sessions and then there are some some events they sell out right away and some need a little bit of a push Mm -hmm. because people don't always know what they are and that's where i would really encourage people you go on the website look up something new something brand new and again it's it's adapting some of these sports so we will have um a facility and we have new facilities that have come on board sate is newly on board Mm -hmm. the shane holmes uh uh, YMCA. We have the Calgary Rowing Club. We've Renfrew uh, Athletic Park. So we have these these facilities and then we've said, okay, there's a certain sport okay, maybe this isn't exactly your home, but can we adapt and put you here? Right. And so sports and, and organizations have been really good with that. And so we kind of introduced that just by even looking at it. Um, so it, it, it's been great, but we just really encourage people to you know, sports come to us. Mm-hmm. Let's get the people to come to them and say, hey, I don't know what that is. Let's try it.
0: Right. In terms of volunteers, because this mm-hmm. is also that's the backbone of our sports mm-hmm. world, isn't it? It takes a lot to put this on, doesn't it? It
1: does, yeah. And I mean we always encourage volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um you can contact us if people want to volunteer. So again, it's you know, a lot of the facilities have their staff but the sport groups they rely on volunteers and perhaps somebody actually knows a sport well that would help also because the the sport specific volunteers you know they don't always have enough people because often it's parents and parents are perhaps kids at other other <laughs> different things so yeah. you know I talked to um, some young girls who were on a on a field hockey team and I said you know uh, they were struggling to find sport-specific. Mm-hmm. So next year, you know, if we can get field hockey back, will you guys help with this? Yes, no problem. So again, if people have sport-specific um, knowledge, you know, come on, get a hold of us, and we can get them out and helping. And, you know, people love it because you're around kids, you're around other adults, you're around sport, you're around people trying new things, and that's, that's always fun.
0: And it's growing. It is growing. That's the best part, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
1: 5,175 registrants already. So,
0: And two years ago? I mean, I think we were... 32 or something like that?
1: Yeah, it was a couple thousand less. So again, we're not there, but we have so many more sessions. The teen side is huge and some really neat sports. And sports that people can start later on as well. Rowing. Come out and try it. I mean, we have a great rowing club. Mm -hmm. People don't always link Calgary with rowing but we have a great rowing club come out and try it right great sport for teens to try and great cross training for almost every other sport that you can imagine
0: so all sport one day dot ca is the website Mm -hmm. really easy to use right very easy to use and you have the option of selecting two sports
1: two sports you can see all the different facilities all over the city i mean we're at 17 different facilities you have a choice of so many different facilities it's all free there's no (laughs) there's no free with an asterisk it's come out and try it for free and um just discover something new. And if you're not quite sure what they are, we have a description of what, of what the sports are. You know, a lot of them might involve skates, and we also have skate rentals. So it's not that people need this equipment. The equipment will be supplied. We right. let you know if you need to wear, usually you need to wear runners, but we tell you if you do need to bring anything. It's right. every description, anything you need
0: uh, is on the website. Right. Um, how big is this going to get?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's exciting. Um, You know, people kind of say, well, can we do two of them? We rely on our partners and and them, the facilities donating their space, the sport orgs donating the people and their time, that if we could do two of them a year, even for youth, great. But, you know, we're relying so much on on volunteers and, uh, volunteer time. I don't know how big it's going to get, but you know, then you have the stories about, um, we're, we're featuring this young boy that tried luge last year and then he joined the youth program and he's loving it. So, you know, we're not trying to say this will introduce you to a sport and you're going to go to an Olympics or make a professional, but if, if it does lead to joining a program and, and, and pursuing a dream, great. So how big will it get? I don't know, but it's, uh, You know, if you can impact one family and one child, which we're doing, then it's all worth it.